Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. My name is Rabbi Avi Soslin. Today we are learning Masachet Nedarim, Daf Ayin Tet, page 89 in the tractate Nedarim. If you've made it this far in Masachet Nedarim, you are definitely to be congratulated. Nedarim is filled with so many outrageous vows and oaths. You may come away feeling like even the most outrageous thing you've ever promised in your most desperate moment is really not that bad. Of course, as Kol Nidre approaches, we have to really think about the vows and oaths that we take throughout the year that we may not mean and that we may wish we had never actually said. Maybe we've said, I swear I will never speak to that person again, or I will never walk into that store again. Or we've committed on a conditional basis. God, if you get me out of this, I'll never eat another brownie again. Or if I don't get this paper done, I will never enjoy ice cream again. The truth is, we need to be careful with the things we say. We need to watch our words and our commitments very carefully. But even given that all of us may speak rashly at times, the nidarim that we read about in this Masachet seems so much more extreme than the most creative ones that we could think of ourselves. Take today's stuff, for example. A wife vows that she will not derive benefit from her own father or her father-in-law if she does anything for her husband. Konam alpicha. Or she says that she won't derive benefit from her husband if she does anything for her father or for her father-in-law. What kind of person says something like this? This is a woman who must be so angry about something. I love knowing that as rashly as we might speak, there is always someone in the Gemara who has said things more rashly. But this kind of vow can be revoked. A husband may revoke these kinds of nedarim even before the neder has taken effect. Why? Didn't we learn that a conditional vow cannot be revoked until after the condition has been met? Well, these kinds of vows are different. These vows involve giving up something. Even if the wife doesn't feel she's giving up anything, she may be angry at the moment or feeling rash and she's willing to give up benefiting from her husband. And she doesn't feel like that's a huge thing to give up. But as we learned at the start of our chapter, even giving up benefit from one person can be revoked, and even before the vow has actually taken effect. Remember the opening Mishnah of our chapter. These are the kinds of nidarim that a father or husband may revoke for a woman. Nidarim sheyesh bahem inui nefesh. The kinds of vows that involve inui nefesh, that involve self-affliction. What the Mishnah taught us back on Daf 79b was that inui nefesh, self-affliction, is not a thing that a Jew can decide to take upon himself or herself. 
True, the Torah commands us to make ourselves suffer once a year on Yom Kippur, to afflict ourselves from fast by fasting and refraining from all of life's affirming activities. But let's be honest, we are not Inui Nefesh people. Jews are not meant to just suffer for no reason. A wife who gives up benefiting from her husband or from her father or father-in-law is causing herself Inui Nefesh. Now maybe you say, like Rabbi Yossi said at the beginning of our chapter, that's not really Inui Nefesh. She's just letting go of benefiting from one or two people in her life. Later on in our daf, we actually have a case of a man who vows never to benefit from the whole world if he marries before he learns halacha. Hahu gavra de itzar hanayata de alma alei. A man who says he will never benefit from the whole world, well, that's inui nefesh. Here, it's just one or two people she's saying that she will not derive benefit from. What is the big deal? Rashi explains here that even though it's not exactly inui nefesh, it is an issue that comes between the husband and wife. Devarim shebeno levena. If she says she won't benefit from her husband, or if she says she won't help her husband or her father or father-in-law, and if she does, then she won't derive benefit from another person, she's actually causing harm to the marriage. She is preventing the marriage from continuing as it has, saying she won't help her husband or saying she won't derive benefit from him, either one of those, even saying that she won't help her father or father-in-law. That could cause serious harm to the marriage or that she won't accept help from them, that she won't derive benefit from them. We know that these are the kinds of things that do cause harm to marriages. So what Rashi is saying um, is that if the wife makes a vow that could negatively affect the marriage, it has the same law as a vow, which is inui nefesh. <clears throat> that vow can be revoked even before it has actually taken effect. There's a fascinating lesson being taught between the lines of this discussion, I think. Of course, there's some paternalistic sexism here, that the woman can't be trusted with her own words and that women somehow need to have their vows managed and their words managed. But fortunately, there are equally and even, I would say, more damaging vows coming out of the mouths of men, even on our own duff. I think there's something perhaps even more significant being said here. Think about it. The Mishnah all the way through the Gemara and well into the medieval period of Rishonim, Rashi, the Ran Rabbeinu Nisim, and the Tosafot, all of them, the rabbis are all very careful to prevent a woman from causing ruin to her marriage with a vow that she might make in a rash moment. They see the potential harm to a marriage as actually being inui nefesh. It will actually cause you self-affliction, affliction to the soul or to the body. When we mess with our intimate relationships, they seem to be saying, we may not always know in the moment that we're actually causing ourselves harm. We think we're causing the other person harm. I will never help you or your father, or I will never take a dime from you or from your father. We think we may be saying something to the other person, but what seems to be suggested here is that this is actually afflicting ourselves when we threaten our own relationships. 
And that is that very human proclivity to mess things up, even in our own home. That is the thing that needs to be managed here. We are not inui nefesh people. Even if it amounts, even if at moments, we may get in our own way. At its best, the Gemara understands the reality of human emotions and human error. And it protects us from doing damage to that which is most important our own homes and our own personal relationships, because it understands that when we do damage to those, we damage ourselves. Until tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.